0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. My name is Harrison Gilman, Worship Arts Director here at Lake Forest Huntersville. Good to be with you. I'm sitting down today with
1: Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church. Good to see everyone, or uh,
0: good to be heard by by everyone. (laughs) That's right.
1: Uh, Love that you're here with us. We're going to talk about a few things in the life of our church, just some interesting items, and then we're going to turn our focus today to the fact that we are a, a church-planting family of churches, and most fun hanging there because Aaron Gibson's going to call in and give us the color commentary uh, of their grand opening service at Lake Forest Church, Westlake in Denver, first service ever in their building just three days ago on Sunday. And so we can't wait just to to hear him talk about what God did there. It is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and their building is a... Gorgeous space, and there is also a uh, there is a defined coffee location at the Westlake Building as well. So if you ever find yourself over in Denver, uh, <clears throat> you don't need an excuse to pop in. Just go get a coffee.
1: Yeah, their campus is is sort of halfway between St. James Elementary, I think that's the name of it, and Verdict Ridge. If you ever, if you know where that community and that golf course are. Uh, fun fact about their building. Lake Forest Church Huntersville, out of some of our overage funds, we gifted them the money to for their sculpted cross mm-hmm. on the outside of their building. Mm-hmm. Lake Forest Church Davidson gifted them with funds for back patio furniture on their cool mountainesque back patio.
0: Yeah, it's really cool back there. That's yeah, so really all nice.
1: of our, you know, uh, several of the fam- churches in the family of churches contributed uh, just to encourage them. Hey, Harrison, I have a question because I wasn't on with you last week. What was it like when you... We, everybody's heard you. You're back from sabbatical. Mm-hmm. But what was it like when you were on stage in front of the people of our people of God entering into the worship of God again for you for the first time in three months?
0: Um, man, it was just... Uh, I mean, each of the last... I've been back <clears throat> on on stage leading for uh, two Sundays, and they've both... Uh, just been, been extra sweet. You know, the, the, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I felt that strongly in terms of, of, uh, I mean, not always,
1: but in this case it did in
0: this case, it definitely did. Yes. Um, just there, there's so many things that I, um, that I love about what I, uh, get to do, what God has called me to do. Um, it, it is, uh, there's kind of two sides to the coin there's one where we uh, we have a team of people that serve together every week that are just uh, they're just ministry partner people they're not professional musicians they're they're lawyers and the nurses and stay-at-home parents the and, ceo or two yeah I mean they they're, there's just some real neat people that we get to uh, we get to serve with, so it, um, on, on one hand, it was just real, real fun being back with um, those people who I, I feel really blessed to to, to partner in ministry with, mm-hmm. um, and then the uh, the part of just being back, uh, making music, and helping to connect people to the truth of who God is. Uh, it was just a very sweet time in the last couple Sundays particular have been, I've told you this before, Mike, but so you guys and podcast listeners can hear it. Um, you know, what, one, one thing that we try to be extra aware of as our team is, uh, part of what we're called to do is we're we're, we're trying to help make Sunday morning here at Lake Forest be a place where you can come and, it's a it's an environment that is conducive for the holy spirit to move. You or I, Mike can't can't make we can't make god do anything. We can't no. make the no. spirit be real or present in the lives of people, but we feel strongly and that's why we why we work hard at putting together these services the way that we do and our spaces and all these things is that we believe God has called us to be, there's parts of the process that God has called us to be stewards of. And he says, do that part well, and if you do that part well, and you trust me for the rest, then you're going to have uh, moments that um, that that we together get to see God moving and doing things. Yeah,
1: by create with content, with content of God's Word, with the use of people's spiritual gifts. The New Testament says when you use certain spiritual gifts... That's for the Holy Spirit to then build up others in the church with our multisensory environments and technology. And we we talk sometimes about how to make that beautiful, how to make it immersive mm-hmm. without b- becoming manipulative. Uh, it's a bit of a line.
0: Yeah, for sure. So one thing that we like to do with that in mind as a team is um, there are there are some Sunday mornings where uh, for whatever reason, our team walks off the stage and we'll walk back into our green room area just to debrief for a second. We all kind of look at each other and we're like, uh, Hey, that feeling that you're feeling right now. And we all feel it when it happens, when we, when we are, when we're prepared and we approach the right way together with that as the assumption. Um, we all kind of look at each other and go, Hey, that was, that was, a." that was a holy spirit thing that was way beyond us. And what what are
1: signs when you're sensing that? Cuz I I you've told me something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not just what you're feeling as a the guy on the stage. There's something you're sensing in the room. What is that?
0: It's yeah, it's entirely about what what we're sensing in the room uh where <clears throat> Uh, I mean, no. I'm kind yeah. of asking
1: you to describe the undescribable. No, no, no. I mean, what I, does
0: the Holy Spirit look
1: like, Harrison?
0: It's a great question, <laughs> though, because that's that's um, when we think about Mike. When you and I sit down and think about doing what we do, it's a lot more challenging than it is to, uh, for example, to quantify being a salesperson. If you're a salesperson, you look and say, "Well, how much sales did you do?" There's a number. Right. That's how good you did it. What you do. Um, for us, it's a lot, a lot more hard to quantify when it comes to things like that. But we we attempt to figure out ways. And um, for me, when we have those moments, uh, it's it's just a sense of um, we're together on that stage as the band, and we can we can we can sense in our spirit, we can see with our eyes, we can hear with our ears that what what we are singing what we're communicating from the stage um, has, has connected with, with people. Like we're, we're, we're on the same wavelength. We're speaking the same language. The stuff that we're saying that's full of this um, God truth that the people of God have heard it, have engaged with us. And it's kind of like this, then at that point they, they, they fuel each other. We as the worship team see the people are getting it and are engaging with it. And then that makes us go, yes. And then the people who are out there see us on stage feeling it and they go, yes. And it's kind of this whole thing where we all, when you're attuned to it, um, we did a, we did a series here at Lake Forest a number of years ago, three, four five, something like that called uh, glimpses of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it feels like to me is when you, when you're, okay. when you're, um, when you're trying to, uh, when you're trying to see it, when you have, when you're trying to get on that wavelength, then all of a sudden, um, there are these Sundays where where it's like it's it's undeniable. The only thing that just yeah. happened there was a the Holy Spirit thing and I know we didn't that, do that.
1: And I know that everyone doesn't experience that equally. However, even when I'm standing in the back, I can tell a difference. Yes, there are some people who are very expressive and demonstrative when they experience the Holy Spirit in that way. But I can tell when the person—I can tell this, number one, in a preaching moment. Also, when I'm in the front room looking people in the eye, but also during the worship through singing, I can tell when many of the folks in the back who are engaged, they may not be demonstrative, I can tell when they sense an electricity Mm -hmm. of the Spirit, uh, maybe not naming it or such, well, no, um, thank you for, for letting me ask you that question. No, We're no glad worries. glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. As maestro of the, the people of God approaching the Spirit of God uh, while we prepare ourselves to listen to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, before we have Aaron Gibson call in, because I can't wait to hear in his own words his account back to the family of their first Sunday in their building, we made a, a COVID policy change this last week. Uh With uh, changing numbers, hospitalization, changing recommendations, including mandates uh, from CDC, from county in particular, and others, we made a a freely chosen change that our elders did, which was this past Sunday was mass recommended, and going to this Sunday, we will be mass required uh, at Lake Forest Huntersville. We want this to be as short as possible. Because we, But we are doing this so that we can maintain in-person worship. It's so important to us. It's so important to me, to the people of God who need it. Um, we want to maintain it in good conscience. So we we made the decisions on all the reasons that, that you would know. We sent an explanatory email out to the congregation that was not attempting to be exhaustive of all the factors. However, involved, as I mentioned in the note, were some uh, extremely hyper-local data. I had happened to be at Novant Huntersville Hospital a mile from here, from our campus, on Gilead Road that week. I had also happened to be at Lincoln um, Atrium Hospital, which is about 15 miles to our west. They're two of the three closest to our campus. In both cases, I was with Lake Forest family members uh, uh, grieving family members in the NICU because of mm. COVID infection. One of whom died, uh, was out in the parking lot late, late, late that night with extended family and another pastor for to another part of the family just just crying, praying, and some laughing even as they made the hard decision to uh, take their loved one off life support. Mm. Uh, and uh, the person died from COVID complications. Uh, One small detail there, not small, is that at each hospital, as pastor, staff confided in me, that their ICU beds and their intermediate care beds, that's like the, not your OBGYN or your, your whatever, um, were all full of COVID patients. That's here. That That is within a mile of our campus. It's full. Yeah. I've had that verified by doctors in those systems, uh, doctors and nurses in those systems. And so, Given that, as well as what we're recommended nationally, and given that we've had infections on our staff and in our leadership, um, there are uh, two people close to me who are in leadership here who their entire family are home quarantining after a positive. So this is what we're doing to keep each other safe, to worship as safely as possible. Um, we've pray that you will uh, understand and give us mo- mucho grace. Yep. Even as you may read things differently, um there's no way to read differently that our hospital beds are full of, of covid patients whose lives are threatened right here in our zip code. So this is our hyper local response to continue in person worship. My most hopeful thing Harrison, I told you this, uh, everything I've read about the, the the delta variant spike happened in the UK prior before it happened here in America. It spiked faster, and then it declined faster. Is is what I can ascertain about their numbers, and the numbers matter. I'm really praying that that happens here, and that we're out of this soon.
0: Yeah, man, yeah, that'd be nice. And and I hope <clears throat> I hope you hear in in Mike's voice and all this, and from our elders as well, that this is like uh, this is kind of like eating your Brussels sprouts when you're nine years old. No one really wants to do it but you kind of have to like yes that's you precisely know, we, it. we we gotta, we got to we got to make the right decision for the health of our people and our church and you know if it was all up to us in this perfect world man we'd be past all of this covid stuff and we'd have no masks and we'd be hugging and partying in the in okay, the building together we so.
1: alluded to this in the email last week that, that I did that how hard this heavy this is on me and how Actually, we as a staff at the direction of our elders, we spent the first part of the summer planning what I affectionately called FOMO fall at Lake Forest Huntersville this fall. Like, how can we do really great things on Sunday morning and throughout the week to help pe- shake people out of their, their pattern now of, ah, I'm just going to stay at home and not gather with your other people of God on our campus. And the staff all told me that calling it FOMO fall was cheesy but I still, that's still what it says. It's on the, flip, to the top of the flip chart. That's it's right. on the back of my door in my office, and I'm still looking at it longingly and sadly because we're not doing that. Yep. Uh, to segue into talking about that our family of churches is a church planting family of churches, um, as part of that, we were about to plan our first ever um, all-family-of-churches worship night. Uh, actually, Terrell, of uh, who's the startup pastor of Lake Forest U City, he originated the idea, and we were like, duh, why haven't we done that? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to plan that. Like, that's a big thing to plan. And so we're going to plan that for winter or spring, Harrison, and I, I look forward to that. And that'll be a fun moment when we'll see worship team members and people who worship at all of our family of churches um, again, highlighting that we are a family of church. We're a church planning church. So in 2010, just a, a tiny bit of background for folks who are new here, uh, such as uh, the couple who I met with, they joined Welcome 101 recently um, online, and they started worshiping here online during the pandemic. They're now worshiping in person, and they just wanted to meet their pastor because they're new here. And they said they were catching up on all the episodes of this podcast. And, and I, I think it was sort of as a way to, like, let me get my heart and mind aligned here and, and here. So uh, for the sake of you, I, that was really helpful that you guys told me that, and we we're honored by that. Um, in 2010, we were an 11-year-old church. Harrison, we had moved from the YMCA into this campus on Huntersville. We had a building for the first time. We we're like, hey, we're a church, Cool. We're not just some, um, like, is this going to happen next week? Yeah. Anybody going to show up? Who's going to set up chairs? We were finally in a building, and God, and we were reaching a lot of people, both long follow, longtime followers of Christ and recently unchurched people coming back to Christ or to Him for the first time. Thrilling. And, and we looked for, but what's God calling us to now? Do we just settle in? Like, who's hey, let's be a church. You know, just be a church, whatever that is. Um and God said, kind of led us to the fact our origin is that a church in South Charlotte took this the vision to say we're not just going to be about reaching more people on our campus. There are other areas of Charlotte that are growing, and there are new residents or different types of residents with spiritual need who could be reached by the type of personality or DNA of this unique church. So they sacrificed money and people, uh, and uh, they partnered with me, And Angie, and we launched Lake Forest Huntersville back in 1998. We're like, that's the story of the spread of the God. What happens here on our campus any given Sunday, and I pray it did this past Sunday, when one person gives their life to Christ for the first time, that's of eternal significance. And in fact, the scripture we were in in Luke 15, Jesus said, when one person repents and turns back to the love of their Heavenly Father, all of heaven parties and that's wonderful here, and we celebrate it. But the, the the story of 2,000 years of the steady march and spread of the gospel from a mustard seed to a big, huge mustard tree has been uh, the starting of new churches from one town to another, one village to the next village, across a river to the next tribe of people, across now three tribes over, across to the next country, the next continent. And we're taking... We, God has given Lake Forest, we decided, to, far too many resources of people and funds that we shouldn't take up our role in that longer arc spread of the kingdom, which is so joyful. So in 2012, we sent out a bunch of people and uh, funded a lot out of Lake Forest People's Giving. And Michael Flake and a bunch of people went and started Lake Forest Church Davidson. Um... You know what? Lake Forest Davidson today is a worshiping body, I mean, pre-pandemic, uh, of 500-ish, maybe 600 people. Mm-hmm. They have bought acreage on South Main Street across from Carburritos, where th- this fall they are raising funds and will hope to start in the winter building their first permanent structure. Love their unique—they have a real uniqueness of— Uh, discipling Davidson College students they have a a healthy number of interns fellows and ultimately as they become their own church Story Hill Church next year they will engage in their own unique form of church planting to college towns very much like Davidson that they they see raising up church planters Uh, and then in 2014 or 15 we found Aaron Gibson, and a whole there were a whole lot of people at Lake Forest who were driving over from Denver, and we founded Lake Forest Church. Uh, Westlake, they've been meeting in schools and YMCAs, and they had become a worshiping community of 400-ish people, I think, pre-pandemic. And we'll hear an update on how many were at their launch Sunday from Aaron in just a moment. And then we hired Victor Leal from Mexico. He's a Mexican-American, but getting his theological education in Mexico. And El Buen Samaritano was launched Just a few months before the pandemic. Yeah, great timing. he's kind of, he's doing an incredible job of gathering families, shepherding them. And essentially, they will turn into really a significant launch team to launch post-pandemic. They they will kind of do a relaunch. And then, of course, now Terrell Huntley has a, a launch team of 50 to 60 already gathered. And they're looking right now, praying for a permanent space to worship on Sunday mornings, and depending on how things go, that may start mid-fall, or it may start a bit after that, Uh, and we're already beginning to pray about where the next one will be. Um, I'll be in a meeting about that at the end of August, and so just fun stuff, and what's neat about how we're doing it is I, I actually teach church, pla- I've coached church planting pastors since that's what I, I'm a one trick pony Harrison, that's all I know how to do, start up a new church. And then I have had different pastors, not just Lake Forest, all through the years I've coached as a pastor, planted Warehouse 242 in South Charlotte, we were part of launching them, a church called Threshold, a church called uh, Liberation, a church called Waymark, Waypoint, a bunch of them, that's that's what I love to do. And let me tell you guys this. New churches survive or fail, whichever word you want to say, at about the rate that new restaurants do, which means a little bit more than half survive past 10 years. Um, statistically, when, church, when a healthy mother church starts a multi-site or a close-by daughter church, those succeed at the rate of about 90%. And so far we're at 100 uh, but as for all the reasons you might think, um, you, you lend an established momentum, established vision and values, established uh, appropriate authority to the church-planning pastor, numbers of people, stable funding, right? There's healthy capitalization from the generosity of, the, of now the—and we're doing that not just as Lake Forest Huntersville now, but we've agreed the family of churches— Uh, which, as of January, will be Westlake, U-City, El Buen, Samaritano, and Lake Forest Huntersville. And we've committed for the long haul. Now, we're choosing to be a family of churches for the long haul because uh, over time, we can plant more churches more effectively, more creatively, contextualized to local situations, and we'll start doing so regionally and some nationally. We can do that better as a family of churches, and then we mentor up each new church planting pastor and their staff they nest with us uh, and they don't have to start from scratch. So that's a little bit of an overview. Let's talk to Aaron Gibson. Let's buzz him in.
0: All right. Hey, we're back with uh, Aaron Gibson, our uh, pastor of Lake Forest Westlake. Aaron, what's up, man? Hey,
2: Lake Forest brothers! So good to be with you.
0: How 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 much is the the happy buzz from Sunday carried over now here a couple days later for you?
2: Yeah, well, you know, take uh, take your birthday, uh, <laughs> Christmas, uh, <laughs> spring break, and your honeymoon, and pack that all into one into 2 hours and you might be getting close to how I felt on Sunday. <laughs> wow. Okay,
1: we're we're not going to tell Mary Robin about that honeymoon comment. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Aaron Well,
2: no, but here's but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. Here's the thing. Sunday was also my 23rd anniversary, so I literally oh, okay. put the put the. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: that,
1: that makes more sense. Okay, we'll tell her. <laughs> we'll tell her. you say that, Aaron. And we
2: did. <clears throat> we did celebrate. We we got to go out to a nice dinner uh, together. So, uh, she's a gracious and supportive uh, partner in the gospel with me. I just love it.
1: And a leader in your church, um, a, a, a big part of what happened in her own right, um, Aaron we We just detailed a little bit of the history of church planting out of the Lake Forest family of churches, and we're doing this for the sake of the spread of the good news of jesus christ and we It's not only about numbers but numbers are people, and the Bible counted there's plenty of examples of. That. so how many people were at your launch Sunday in your new building well, uh you know. I, I agree
2: with that entirely. You know, we we in in, in ministry, we, we have to pay attention to numbers. Numbers matter. The Bible paid us attention to numbers. So, uh, you know, we had 932 folks, y'all. It was just My incredible. Uh, that, that's a new high water mark
1: for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, quite one. And
2: uh, our, our previous high water had been the Christmas just before COVID. Mm. And uh, and I'd love to say a word about that, but let me set set up the reason why here. Uh, you know, for us, Christmas is a big deal. A lot of folks in our community who who don't feel like church is for them, or or maybe they've given up on church. But you know, there's st- something about Christmas. There's still this sacred um, whisper in in the air during that season, mm-hmm. and people are in touch with their their spiritual longings. And we just find a lot of those folks come out around Christmas, and so that's such a good indicator for us on our mission. So we had 800 on that Christmas. Now, I say 932. You know, we know that a, a good chunk of those folks were friends from Huntersville that came out to support, but we tried to put together a number because we, we like to be honest about numbers. We don't want to inflate yeah. numbers; that that never helps. And we we honestly think that we had about 80 ish. I mean, probably on the high end, 80-ish folks from Huntersville. So let's just be generous and say it was 100 folks from Huntersville. Even if you take those folks who were just coming to cheer us on away, we still beat
1: our previous high water yeah. mark.
2: And that that's it, just really encouraging.
1: In a pandemic.
2: In uh, a pandemic. Yeah. In a I, pandemic,
1: I, yeah. My expectations had been very low. We, You and I did not talk numbers ahead of time. Uh, but you heard me kind of saying "Aaron I'm you know I'm grieving with you a little bit I, you know this may not be all that it could be in a normal yep. time" but that was dumb uh yeah hey hey Aaron well, well, one, oh, no, one, go one, ahead well, first
2: I say one one additional thing on that that's really kind of funny you know I I talked to I literally just got off the phone with a guy um just, just uh, about an hour ago, and they, they were going through some, some family uh, a loss in the family, and and he and his family couldn't make it. and He was so apologetic. I said, dude, yet come on, man, that's super important. You be there for your family. So they're coming next week. I talked to another family. I got a an Instagram message from another family that said, um, hey, look, we pulled up but we we couldn't even we looked at the parking lot and we're like oh, there's nowhere to park <laughs> so we're coming back next week don't worry
1: well <laughs> so. and at the first service i understand there was almost nowhere to sit and honestly you you had been a little burdened when i'd seen you the monday before because you had had conversations with three different families who for medical circumstances said we so want to be at long-. one of them was one of your one more persons, not a church yep, person. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, and the other one or two were, were Lake Force people, but because of medical situation, they said, we just, we just won't be there, but, but w- right. but we'll be there soon.
0: Aaron, I'm really, well, cu- so- I'm, I'm curious just to ask real quick. Um, I I would have asked you this, not on the podcast anyways, but I'm curious. Um, your sense of the folks who showed up, Aaron, how many of those folks were, uh, were Westlake people that you're like, Oh yeah, those are people that I recognize. And how many were people that have been kind of drawn in by just by the fact that, Hey, there's a new, uh, uh basically at this point, Aaron, almost kind of like you guys are a new church. You got a new building. You haven't met, um, in a, in a, a larger space for a while. How, what was the, what was the layout of the kind of people that showed up?
2: Uh, Harrison, great question. I, I, th- I think of it in thirds. Um, we, we had a third of the folks there were the core folks who've been dialed into us at the YMCA or really hardcore tracking with us online trying to stay engaged another third were folks who you know and many of them are just honest about it we're, we're not a real shame uh, based church culture so people are like you know what I just fell off the radar man I just I quit I quit church I don't like the online thing or whatever it was and this was their time to re-engage I had a hmm. lot of folks say hey, we we we're, we're coming back. In fact, there was one dad that shared with me, and I just love this. He actually sat his family down two weeks before the launch. He said, "Look, we we've gotten lazy as a family, and this this matters. And so we're going to double down. I want everyone picking a share team to serve on, and and we're going to recommit to church uh-huh. participation as a regular part of our life." Mm-hmm. Now, I was just so proud of his leadership and his family. Just awesome, right? So that's kind of that second group, and then the third group. Man, just. Folks from the community, folks from the neighborhoods, people's one more persons, hmm. uh, loads of faces I did not know. And uh, awesome. you guys know me. That, that just lights me up.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so tell me the, the moment you, you the people of God have worshipped, they've honored God in song, and you stand up there on what will now be the, the permanent location where you as a shepherd attached at the heart with a a flock, Um, and and this is now going to be the normative place where you guys interact over the Word of God and you worship. What was that moment like for you?
2: Well, you know, it's so funny. Um, Folks don't know this. We have a lot of uh, vocabulary, you, Harrison, and I, and and folks on our teams to help plan Sunday mornings. And, and one of the things that we often use is called a bumper, and it's a little transition video that helps introduce the theme or the series. So we had a bumper we were really excited about, and uh, in that very first service, we had total bumper fail. The, it, it did not work. And look, if, if there was, was any own,
1: visiting pastor <clears throat> that Sunday, and actually you told me there were one or two, that was their favorite moment of the service, by the way. That was their favorite moment, yeah. that's right. It, it does my heart good when I go somewhere else and see a, a, a fail.
2: And if that was our only fail, we, we did pretty well on the day. But uh, – so I'm kind of – I was, the point is I was delayed in getting up to the uh, to the platform. And so bumper wasn't starting. They brought the lights back up. And so there's this 10-second walk where I walked from my chair up the stairs, grabbed the podium and out, out to the center stage. And it was just silent in the room. And I was overcome with emotion. I mean I really was sort of just speechless. And um, the congregation just – uh, bubbled up in in celebratory applause hmm. uh, not for me but for what this moment represented for them and for us as a church and that applause must have lasted I don't know 15 20 seconds hmm. and uh, my my 13 uh, year old was down in the front row and I just love He's he had he was double fist pumping in the air with excitement <laughs> he was just he was amped and so uh, when I finally could compose myself, Um, the only words that felt fitting were the words, welcome home. And so uh, it it was a pretty powerful moment, Mike.
0: Wow. Someone's cutting onions in here. Come on, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for describing that.
0: That's awesome.
1: Uh, Aaron, um, our staff member here writes down all the prayer requests from all the family of churches that come in each sunday and then uh, on the comment cards and then we distribute that out to the prayer team it w- it was just stated to me of my goodness what is the question that Aaron asked because so many people wrote out an intense thing on their comment card and it couldn't have been random Aaron you told me that instead of praying a prayer for people you invited them to, can you tell us how you end, you and I preached essentially the same sermon I told your airplane story. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't say, hey, I was on an airplane to Destin two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I just said, you know, this happens to us as pastors, and, and it just happened to Aaron. So you, you and I ended even with the same story. I love how we collaborate on how we're yes. interacting with God's Word. But uh, what, how did you end? What was the prayer that you asked people to respond to? Because apparently a ton of people took you up on it and wrote out their response.
2: Yeah, well, you know, in in the Bible Belt, a lot of folks uh, who've been around church for much of their lives will be familiar with that moment at the end of a message, either in a church service or maybe at a camp meeting or a you know a retreat, that kind of thing. And it's an important question, but it's oftentimes whoever is leading that time will. Uh, ask people to make a decision and, you know, a decision to follow Jesus or a decision to do this or that. And and those moments are important. I mean, I think making decisions matters. Um, but sometimes that that's too simplistic. Um, the, the work of the Holy Spirit is personal. And as of Tuesday in this week, I was planning to do something like that. If you'd like to make this decision, follow Jesus. But then I really felt the Holy Spirit turning my heart. And I was reminded because uh, uh, in, in a, one of my devotionals, the text for the day was the text where Jesus uh, says um, that no one comes to, the, comes to him except those that the Father draws. And so my prayer became, God, would you draw people to yourself? And I really do believe he does that in a deeply personal and intimate way, which is unique to each person and so i did something i have not done a a lot of i instead of uh leading people in a prayer i I just said hey uh can we pray and then i gave a little bit of space and i asked them to reflect on this question what what did you hear in this story today Uh, which of these sons do you most resonate with
0: Hmm.
2: and where did you sense god's invitation to a next step in your life And then I gave them a moment of silence to reflect and then talk to God quietly, silently about that. And then, of course, I prayed for us, but I asked folks if they'd be willing to trust me with that, would they share what their sense of God's invitation was on their connection card so that I could pray with them and for them? Hmm. So it was a really cool thing, a little bit different, but um, really powerful for me, too, because, you know... One of the amazing things – we talk a lot about God's sovereignty, and I think one of the things we miss is that an aspect of God's sovereignty is that he is capable and and, and even delights in speaking individually to every human being that he knit uniquely
1: in their mother's womb. Hmm.
2: And because he's sovereign, he can do that simultaneously.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Thank you for that, Aaron, that snapshot. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you've read those cards yet or not. It's still very early in the week. Can you give us, let's just finish uh, by either uh, anything that anyone there shared with you about their response or, or any of the cards you might highlight if you, without disclosing anyone's identity.
2: Yeah, well, there's so many, Um, and and because your podcast listeners don't want to stay on for another hour listening to me tell all those stories, let me let me just uh, highlight two of them. First was um, someone who shared with me that they brought their parent, and um, that this was their parent's first time ever in church. They'd been uh, this is an adult person brought their adult parent. Uh, They'd been praying for their parent for decades, and um, they were just weeping uh, that 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 uh, their parents said to them, I know my what my invitation is. It's to come back again
1: next week. Oh, man.
2: And I was just like, all right, done. I'm done. <laughs> yes, was, all worth it. See, and that's an example of where, you know, I could have done spiritual violence to that person by asking them, forcing them to a decision they weren't ready for yet. Yes. But, but they heard the whisper of the Spirit. Okay, I need to come and see more of who this Jesus is I need to come and, and learn and come and be exposed to this Jesus and see if I really want to follow him that, that's awesome that's the work of the spirit another one that I just loved was uh, a, a single mom who shared with me um, she said you know I, I've been around church in and out my life but I've, I've never really uh, f- tried to follow God her language follow God and she said um, I, I want to be close to God but I don't know how Would you be willing to help me? (laughs) So um, just awesome, right? Just awesome.
1: Yes. Well, Aaron, congratulations. And the elders and our staff have all honored you. I know many of your leaders at Lake Forest Church Westlake have given you great appreciation for your leadership these years, your faithfulness, your uh, faithfulness in life and character. In leadership, we're grateful for you, and I'm grateful you and I will be lead pastors who are co-leaders with the other lead pastors of the family of churches planting new creative churches for years to come, brother.
2: Awesome. Well, hey, uh, please, please extend my gratitude again to to all of the Lake Forest folks at Huntersville and, and those of you who are listening right now Thanks for all your support and prayers, and, and especially the, the staff and elders uh, as well. Um, we couldn't have done this without y'all.
1: All right, friends. Thank you for listening to the Ask LFC podcast. Hope this was encouraging to you today, as well as a, look, a little bit behind the curtains at one of our uh, Lake Forest churches in the family. You share in this fruitfulness, friends, and I hope you take joy from it today. See y'all later.
0: See you guys next time.